If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey, everybody. Brandon Pham here. And before we start today's episode, I want to proudly announce that this episode is sponsored by Autodesk. For longtime listeners and supporters out there, you know that I am an avid Autodesk user. I've started my career using 3ds Max, switched over to Maya interchangeably. I've been going back and forth throughout my professional career at different studios. Uh, The same was even true before I even entered the industry as a student and played around with 3ds Max uh, to complete my schoolwork. So, in terms of history relationship with Autodesk, it's been uh, rapid since over 15 years ago, and it doesn't seem to be changing the next 15 years. So if you're serious about your game development career in the game industry, heavily start investing into Autodesk and its tools because it's very much still a part of the pipeline in any game studio. And of course, Autodesk offers a great suite of tools besides Max and Maya. Uh, We've had guests on here before who are weapon and vehicle artists who are huge fans of using Fusion architects using AutoCAD. It's it's a huge amount of tools if you're serious about 3D software and uh, utilizing it to be the best artist that you can be. And on to today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Game Dev Unchained, the number one game development podcast about game development and the lifestyle thereof. I am your host, Brandon Pham, and with me a special guest for longtime listeners. Don't be confused. This is not a roundtable news episode. It's an actual topic that we have at hand. What? Ray Graham. What's up, Ray? How you doing, man? What's happening, man? How you doing? All right. All right. Uh just to kind of make it separate in case people are coming upon this by itself, can you give a short intro of who you are, where you're from, and where you're hidden? What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've said this a while. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm Ray Graham. I'm, a, I'm an engineer. been in the video game industry for about 22 years. Um, my background is, on, is in graphics engineering. Um, I'm currently a technical director over at Unity Software right now. And um, yeah, and I've been making a lot of a lot of video games over the years. I'm originally from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, but I'm over here living in the Bay Area these days. Awesome, man. So, uh, of course, we've been longtime friends for a while. You've been in leadership positions for a long time. So I, I thought when when talking about this particular topic is like who's perfect, who's more perfect than Ray Graham himself to come on and and talk about. To some, a very sensitive issue. To others, is like, of course, 
I think we, uh, if you haven't read the title, it's about diversity, right? And the reason why I think it is a perfect time to kind of talk about this is it is coming into a new age of game development, which is remote working. And we, we talked about that in the past year, how remote working is kind of opening up a lot of borders. Uh, and I think uh, healthily giving a lot more representation in especially Western studios where uh, location was a factor in when whether or not to hire a certain group of people or certain types of people, right? And I feel like that ha- has kind of uh, increased uh, in terms of the uh, different diversity and different uh, culture being introduced in, into a workplace. That's my general thought. Like, wh- what have you seen the last couple of years uh, in your own experience and kind of around the area or through friends? Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if I've seen it change that much, honestly. Um, I think um, I, I see a little bit of progress now that COVID and we're trying to, we're hiring folks um, more than just in the Bay Area or in like specific locations. So we're kind of opening it more to to other states in the U.S. that are a little bit more, that may be a little bit more diverse, or at least uh, you have a little bit more um, of a larger pool of different different types of folks, right? So, like you know, hiring, you know, we're hiring people like in Florida and, and in Georgia and in in Texas, and and getting a little bit more a mix of what you would usually find if you were just to hire folks, like say in the San Francisco area, right? Um, but like in terms of overall changing in the numbers or any sort of increase or positive change. I don't necessarily think I'm seeing that per se. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, what would you say is the biggest factor that's preventing that? Is it just too, it's just a natural slow effect or do you think there's something more no. with biases within a workplace still? I would say bias, but nobody cares. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like, like I, I would say, video game companies just don't care, and 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 they and they just want to hire folks and, and be done with it and, and keep pushing. And then the ones that are like, oh yeah, we do care, right? They're doing it in a in a performative way, and then they're not netting any results, and they don't track the results, and then they don't hold themselves accountable to their results, and then nothing changes. Boom. Yeah, like I something that I joke about the last couple of years is kind of like the same. Yeah, it's like it's very marketable right now to say that you're doing you're pushing for diversity within the workplace, right? Mm-hmm. And um, once that those headlines are out, like you said, no one really follows up on that studio. It's like, all right, well, how exactly you know it's been two years later? Let's take a look around the studio. Uh, we never really get that follow up article uh, on on these certain studios that announces it right from the beginning and and you're saying like yeah no one really does that uh it's just all for face at face value right yeah but like also i think you're 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 also kind of insinuating that there's a whole lot of studios coming out and saying this and and there isn't though right (laughs) like for game studios yeah game studios is only only a handful there is a handful and they all seem to be in san francisco for sure (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. right. There is like this, like, yeah, you're right. There's a false pretense that uh, somehow everything seems to be better. The only reason why I think there is a natural evolution to this, you know, the things that you're doing at Gamehead, the things that I'm seeing at Game School Online, there seems mm-hmm. to be 
groups of people where game development and education hasn't really been available to that group and now is mm-hmm. because of online or just community just putting more awareness into it. So I, I think, again, it might be five, 10 years where that group of graduates is going to the workplace. Um, but my question is, is at a leadership position, do you see resistance and biases still that's keeping these students uh, from from getting there? Actually, no, like, I, I think especially now, at least in my experience, I've not seen any like real biases, right? I see a whole lot of folks want to learn more, want to know what's out there. Um, there is a lot of focus on, on, you know, the youth and the work that I do at Game Meds and getting them internships and trying to grow the, grow the pipeline, right? Um, but that there are also folks in the pipeline. There are folks already in the pipeline. You just have to know how to reach out to them and how to approach them, right? And and so I think there's like a two-pronged approach, right? Yes, build up more youth, get more youth interested, um, apprenticeship programs, mentorship programs, internships, like like do that work for sure, right? And actually do that work. Put your money where your mouth is and, and fund those kind of a those kind of programs and and really put the effort in. Um, and then the other part of it is like actually find the folks that are that are already out here. You know what I mean? Like if I snap my fingers, I could get I could get a whole dev team of diverse folks together. Right. So there's really no excuse um, that that other that game companies can't find somebody or anything like that. Like, you know, like they're out there. You just have to know where to go. Right. Yeah. There was a funny story, coincidentally, today. I, I was talking to like a former uh, colleague and she was kind of recounting this this story how um, just being a woman in the industry that she faced very uh, casual and subtle biases where an idea is presented and then uh, gets rejected. And then five minutes later, a male... <laughs> <laughs> a male artist was just the same thing and suddenly it's a good idea and it was funny because i've i've heard that story from another friend a few years ago saying the exact same thing as she was a designer and then a same idea was suggested five minutes later and, and that was accepted and it was not out of callousness or maliciousness but it's one of those things where uh there is like a certain prejudice when there is a physical trait involved, right? I mean, it's just one of those things when it is not on purpose, but those little Mm -hmm. things do sneak in. Um, You know, uh, when I talked to Larry, you know, he was facing that as a designer too. And, you know, being a black designer is very unique uh, in in this industry, right? (laughs) Why say it like that though? Well, it's true. It is one of those things. It's, 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 but it's like a bias designers actually, but yes, (laughs) but like in terms of ratio, right? Yeah. yeah. There is a minority, uh, part of that. And, and it is an industry still, like you said, it isn't like a very abrasively, uh, halting type of industry where it's like no to certain types right but it's like those little biases that i do find a lot because we are you know the best recommendations are the ones that usually gets hired and if you tend to hang out with people that looks like you who thinks like you uh it's it's very 
familiar to to kind of go into workplace that are the same types of people, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Des- designers, especially probably engineers, kind of the same type of experience. It's just very similar types, right? Yeah, and I I think that's the underbelly. And and you're saying that is still kind of the same thing that's still happening, right? Like, or is it getting better a little where you feel like it's getting better mixed up right now? No, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's that much. Like maybe there's, I think there's more folks in the industry in general, right? There's more, yeah. um, more diverse, like the, the numbers are seem increasing. to be increasing, but I think the numbers on the non-diverse folks is also increasing. I think the industry is just growing. Right. It's and overall. so, cause the, cause the percentages kind of stay the um, same the same right right um and like in terms of yeah like the you know yeah we hear all the stories from from our women from our female or women uh, colleagues that um that there are issues with um their ideas getting discounted or or like how they have to stand up for themselves more or or there's all the all sorts of like you know um interactions that are kind of like like our pre our preconceived notions of how yeah the gender constructs work and all that, like that, that, that of course is always going to be, that's always something that's at play. Um, and in terms of like, you know, for me, for me, like, I don't know if I've ever, I've had, you know, I've told my stories on the podcast before about like some, some like super overt things that I've noticed, but, right. um, but, but nothing, but like the, the day-to-day stuff, I don't know if I've ever really noticed they're paying much mind. And I just, and I just have kept, pushing right and and just do my job do it well and, and and then maybe one day somebody will recognize it right and and it's kind of worked out that's kind of worked out for me yeah um and, and i really haven't really like i do i am mindful of how i act at work yeah i am mindful of what i say at work and all those all those things make sure people are are not Careful. afraid afraid or scared right <laughs> uh but <laughs> Do people get intimidated? Uh, but, because you are a big guy, right? You're like, I always forget how tall you are. <laughs> whenever I, I do see you in front, yeah. like, you're like over six two, six three, right? Yeah, well, six two. Does that yeah. play a factor in into your authoritative suggestions? <laughs> I, I, but I think I think I think it's kind of a mix, right? Where yeah. I'm a six foot two man in general, yeah. so okay. that kind of works in my favor. But then I'm also six foot two black man at the same yeah. time. So that I gotta times two that. <laughs> I gotta balance that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So um so yeah, it's, it's one of those it's one of those things where where it's um uh, it's it's hard to say. Um, is is there but, a thing where you're just talking normal and people just perceive it as more aggressive than like your regular tone? Like for for women, there is like this misconceived notion that if they have an opinion it's like oh she's super bossy right when she's just saying what other people you know what i mean like women do uh tend to like my colleagues do kind of complain about how that just a regular suggestion can come off as bossy when it's just her saying it as a male would is there an aggressive like bias with you where people just say well why are you saying it in that way when well, you're just saying something right well yeah well like that's that's you know and larry talked about this before too mm-hmm. like you you actually try to speak calmly and, and really very controlled yeah it really um 
yeah, make sure that emotion is nowhere in what you're saying. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, you know, of course, that has always worked out for you. Like the past, I've, I've definitely lost my cool at first. But, <laughs> but, but, uh, but you know, but um, but it's definitely um, it's definitely over over years. It's something I've been I try really hard to to, to keep calm and not really enter any emotion into it. You know what I mean? That's crazy, man. And, and, and sometimes that goes against it too, because the people are like, "I want to know if something's super important or serious," and you just seem calm all the time. And it's like, well, well, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not trying to tell you it was a complete disaster and get all worked up, and then you say, "Hey, bro, calm down." Where you? It's like, hey, Ray, why are we missing these miles? And it's like, well, Steve, I told you that if we do too much. <laughs> That we're gonna go over the schedule. It's like, why are you so chill about? We're gonna miss this deadline. It's like, I told you five weeks ago, this might happen. (laughs) Now I do remember that Larry was like, just remembering Larry when I talked to him. Like he he always had because I've seen both sides, right? They're super calm and 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 polite, and you know just him being himself. So I was like, oh, this this is all Larry. But then when he, he, it wasn't until he illustrated that he had a specific tone at work where I was like, you're right. You do speak a certain way at work versus how we hang out where I, I, it was kind of shocking to me to not realize that um, Mm. being his friend for so long. Right. So, and of course for me, I don't do any of that. I'm just, I'm just ridiculous (laughs) at all stages. Right. (laughs) Just (laughs) impolite and over a line stepper yeah. all the time right so i would yeah. there is a comfort that i kind of take advantage of just being in my skin that i i don't really think beyond that until i i, I talk to you guys and and realize that different experiences that that has to happen and it's it's kind of bizarre and it's, it's those little biases that i do realize that add up and it gets tiring mm-hmm. to keep up and thankfully you were able to kind of push past that and do what you need to do to get to where you are. Um, but you're saying your counterpart, you know, being a female, there is extra obstacles that are somewhat hard to kind of get past to a leadership role. Right. Um, yeah. I, sometimes, I think there's, you know. yeah, I think there's obstacles for everybody. You know what I mean? And then some folks, some folks have a little bit easier time at it, at it. Right. And then other, others do not. And, and, yeah. And a lot of it is there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it, right? There's a whole lot of um, a lot of the leadership roles and things like that. It's people. I like that dude. I think that dude could be a great leader. You know what I mean? That that's really what it takes a lot of times, right? Yeah. And, and if and if that's the and if that's really what it takes a lot of the times, then a lot of people are getting cut out of that. Yeah. Um, for sure. If you I, if you're not if you're not assertive, if you're not strong, right? And then if you're a woman and you are assertive and you're strong, then it's kind of like what's wrong with her, right? And so yeah. so there's all this like um double-edged, double-edged sword and and stuff and lines that you have to really balance to really um kind of kind of break through in into that realm, you know? And it's yeah, I, th- I think it's hard. And I think there's a lot of biases and preconceived notions that are at play there like unconsciously too right like a lot of it's not even conscious conscious stuff like just you know um you know 
you know, there's teams that are like, hey, like I'm I'm struggling to hire women and, and diverse folks. And how how can I do it? Where can I go? How do I how do I make it happen? Right. And then me, I'm like, I'm like, man, I don't know. Most of my team is diverse and women. Like, you know, you like and, and then and the, and the the way that the way that is is because you hang person, with those people. Well, yeah. I hang with those people. I know them and they come to me also because why? Because I am, I am a, a diverse familiar yeah. In, yeah. in my own, in my own right. Right. Yeah. So like I, 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 I can attract those people just because I am not the same standard thing. Right. And yeah. also my network is more diverse. Right. So if I need, I still hire people that I know, but I just know more diverse people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and that's, that's the, I think that's the, the heart of it's the yeah. important thing, right? And if you don't have those things, then you have actually have to actively work at those things instead of focusing on, oh, how quickly can I get this headcount closed? Yeah. You have to focus on, okay, well, let me actually target the right people. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. I think the like a lot of the confusion when it comes to this that 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 uh on the other side of the fence, right? Obviously, I'm not on that side. But like these force hires, these force initiatives, you know, uh, what was it? That program in the United States that really kind of hurt on all sides, the um, affirmative action stuff, right? We have data from that, that the way that was handled was a failed experiment because the people that got those positions felt uh, like they were being judged, not by their skill, but because, you know, it was given to them. And the people, their colleagues just felt like it was given to them kind of cheating out from the more, um, uh, more, more, uh, more confirmed, more. I could, talk, uh, I, could talk, I could talk all day about this, quite frankly, and I will not. <laughs> I know. I agree with you, right? Because there yeah, is a yeah. certain, because within within the game industry, there is something about, just go back to grade school, right? You you sit at the lunch table yeah. with people that you know, that you're familiar with, that is like you, right? And, and mm-hmm. if there is a, only a small group uh, at every school or every studio in this case, that, that group will always remain small. All right. And like you said, it won't be attractive. It won't be magnetizing to that similar group. And so there is a fundamental flaw with a lot of how our studios are set up. And currently, yes, we are at a percentage that have remained the same. Right. Uh, The industry is growing. There are more studios, but the percentage is the same. And without a huge change or influx, that percentage will never really fluctuate. Right. Is what you're saying. Um, even with media and we're kind of seeing it with our cousin entertainment. Let me finish my thought real quick. Like the entertainment industry with the movies, they're, they're really doing like, like Disney, for example, a huge diversity push. Right. And, uh, for the first time as a Asian seeing this many Asian actors, right. This hasn't Mm -hmm. happened since Bruce Lee. Right. This is a huge, wow. I was like, I can, my son can actually talk to me and say, I want to be an actor. I won't be just laughing in his face anymore. I was like, Oh yeah, that could be, could be the time (laughs) because there's a good shot at this point um, for the jobs that are available. And that required a huge awareness. And I don't think people are saying that those, Asian actors are cheating out of any other race actors is like it's just more opportunities and more of the uh, content is tailored towards Asian Americans so it makes sense um and I think they just made 
pretty big strides versus the game industry the last few years. And is, is it the the reasons I listed? What what do you think? What what's the main factor that made the movie industry just so much quicker to adopt these things? Uh, and not to say without any resistance, there's still a lot of like you know the whole Star Wars hate thing. Yeah, I'm about, you know? yeah, I'm about to say, okay, yeah, I'm about to say this first. I'm surprised you didn't start off this episode shouting out AAPI History Month, <laughs> like big up Asian American Pacific Islander History Month. You know, you got to big up your peoples and and, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and your brothers and sisters, and and this is the month that we're celebrating that. Big up to all of yeah, all this. Of is you. Our month, yeah. Uh, this, <laughs> <laughs> claim it, claim it, claim it, bro. Yeah. Um, and the, and then the other, no, yeah. And then the, the other part is. Movie industry is still racist, bro. Oh yeah, of course. And and, and um, you're seeing more Asian stuff when you need an Asian person these days. Now they actually are going into their well of like five Asian actors. Yeah, and pulling and pulling them out. Like every Asian movie has to have Aquafina in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Killing and so, it. Like, <laughs> you can't right? hate. Like, She's I mean, good at I mean, it. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, is she the only choice, really? What's that saying? Uh, the, the the ocean raises all boats. <laughs> so yeah, she's maybe, the ocean yeah. right now. Maybe, maybe she's she's opening the door for other folks to come in. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, so the pool is still super small, and, and there's and like and starved for things that when we get a little bit of something. We're we're happy about it. See, they have a Black Panther, right? Like we got we got the Black Panther stuff. We're like, oh my god, finally! Yeah, um, you know, there's there's a lot more work to do there, right? And a lot more, and 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 people are doing the work, and and it's and it's happening, right? But I wouldn't necessarily just say, oh man, the, the movie industry seems to have gotten it. And what's up with video games? Like, ah, we aren't we aren't there yet, bro. We ain't there. Yet, we aren't man. there yet. But I would I would say in terms of progress, the last few years there seems to be such a attentiveness uh and intention on that side to kind of do what they can do in influx I, I think a lot of it too has been um access right and i will say this about the game industry it's becoming so much easier to have an idea and put a game out uh nowadays and i think that is the ultimate answer for diversity and 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 welcoming game developers and basically removing gates and barriers and biases right um well where where we see the most diversity game industry is definitely there like in the indie space right indie space small small indie teams they're they're you know non-traditional methods of getting into game development better access to tooling better access to information and, and then they're able to make something special because because they are coming at it from a different um vantage point yeah you know what i mean or somebody's from the industry and then they leave and then they hire diverse folks because them themselves are diverse right yeah. like there's a lot of different um like i've, I've seen a, a lot more progress at least in, in the indie space than let's say in in triple a right where triple a is about we need to get this thing done we need to hire hire people you know, and, and let's, let's just hire them from the other studio down the road or wherever else. So there's, right. You know, so let's go to that. Right. So the indie space right now, they're whoever, my friends, let's make me the AAA space. The barrier before has been the location and, and going to these interviews and looking a certain way and then being judged and either pass <laughs> or fail. Right. But because yeah. 
they're um you know what we'll talk about in the round table though how the gdc survey kind of showed like last year that was really interesting but one of the biggest thing was an increase of um personnel within the studio right uh all games pretty much got delayed or pushed back because of uh, because of covid um mm-hmm. but we're also seeing you know a desperateness of basically of those situations of hiring pretty much anything that that anyone that fits the bill right uh, you know, these Zoom hires are not as demanding. They're not as intensive. Uh, and it's more about qualifications less than how do I feel about you or how do I feel about working next to you, right? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if that benefits. I uh, think it does. Uh, diverse candidates. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm well, sure well I, I guess it, it is one of those things that it's, like if we get like a non-minority on this panel, it's very hard for them to like. Yeah, you're right. I think I do have biases, right? I mean, and if, and if I ask you on use Zoom hires, and like he says, I'm just doing what I've been doing. Is I'm inviting the the best candidates that, that happen to be a minority or not, right? I'm just hiring the best candidate. So it's very hard to kind of pinpoint like, well, is 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 the Zoom hire actually a benefit to? I know by location it is, yeah, and I th- I think by default I think that helps, right? Yeah, I think that's the only thing. It's like it's like the location, right? If you're gonna hire somebody remotely, the chances that you could get a more diverse hire by hiring remotely is, is increased, right? Yeah. If you if you look in the right places, like I I don't know if like seeing somebody in person is a much you get a much more empathetic connection if somebody sure. is there they're in person so over zoom it's easy to be like oh it's a it's a black dude turn up turn off the camera uh-huh. <laughs> and the interview right now is it's a black dude right? is that real though like i feel like in person so in person you feel like uh it, it removes more biases because you're spending longer with the person and I, yeah like i think human beings have more empathetic connections when they're when, when they're seeing person. someone maybe that's right. true so you yeah. think the internet is actually making it work that's an interesting maybe. thought man maybe i don't know yeah. like i have no biases so it's very hard to get my mind inside that head of <laughs> of how to recklessly hire right um and also I, I don't even think like Right now, everybody's like, oh, yeah, we're going to start looking into remote work, right? But I don't think, like, we talked about this before. I don't think the AAA companies are... No, like, I'm here in the office. back to the office. They can't wait to get back to the I, office. I, I think your initial discussion at the beginning, and I'll, I'll, at some point, I'll replay your prof- our prophetic, you know, <laughs> all our prophetic, like, hypothesis during the COVID and seeing it's happening. Yeah, mostly all my friends from AAA companies are basically going back in September, reversing all their stance about like all those talks about Fridays and maybe Thursday or two day a week in the workplace is being completely squashed now. <laughs> like it's not even a question and it's like special cases only now. Uh, so that's becoming the reality because uh, the, the, I would say as a large experience uh, experiment, the game industry, at least in the AAA sector, prefer being in the office. Um, there was only a small quantity that were actually efficient at home. And that's the sad reality uh, that I'm accepting. I, I thought everybody at home would be awesome because it removes all the politics in the office. But <laughs> it, it just really exposed a lot of people who are self-sufficient and those who are not. Um, and a majority are not self-sufficient, unfortunately. But there's also people that are... I, I I don't understand it, but there's people that are way more 
extroverted and want that social connection where they, they feed off of other people's energy yeah 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 and i think they like, call it emptiness inside <laughs> i i i always it's a it's a it's a little sidetrack but i i see the pandemic as people like basically sitting in a room and staring at themselves and the people who liked themselves were having a tough time, but still writing it okay and mostly want to stay at home and continue that way. And people who couldn't stand just sitting (laughs) static uh, just really didn't like what they were seeing and needed distractions. That's my theory. Some people just like people, turns out. Turns out yeah. some people just like people. This is some enough. People man. Don't. <laughs> I have you on my TV over there. <laughs> That's all I need, dude. That's all I need, bro. Uh, uh, I can tell if you're hireable just from this. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's a very interesting thing that you're you're bringing up. That that's actually giving me a second thought that the internet because of the distancing is actually giving people more of a pass on potential candidates because they're not. They're missing that connection that only is a, available through physical uh, presence. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I mean, if you if you seriously want to talk about like you know hiring more people from diverse backgrounds and stuff like that, you know, it's really about processes that you put in place at your job in order to enable that, right? And and where are you targeting people? Are you um, looking at your job descriptions and and uh and doing a pass on them so that it doesn't automatically like and this is not about dumbing down qualifications or anything like that it's yeah. more about you know using the right kind of language right so if you say stuff like oh, i'm looking for a rock star i'm looking for a code ninja or you know like yeah words like words like that it immediately turns a lot of people away or turns a lot of people off right there uh, there is something about uh younger person coming in and seeing either someone that's similar in a leadership position because it kind of makes them feel more comfortable about right. oh that is yeah. possible no, th- th- yeah that is possible and also a lot of people are like this would be the first time ever i've ever had a, a black boss or a woman boss or <laughs> do you hear that you know, a lot <laughs> uh, <laughs> did they say this out loud i've heard that a few times yeah i've heard that a few times how does yeah. that make you feel does that make you feel prouder is like why are you so caught up in that <laughs> like why is that such a thing to you it's like i just no. never no, like I, I understand it. You get it, yeah. And, and I, I was like, damn, I, I wish, I wish I could say that, <laughs> right? <laughs> You're the first. Right? That's um, what every first says. I wish I know, had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wish I had that, but like, but at the same time, I, um, it's a lot of pressure too, right? Because that you're, uh, you're a role model. Up, yeah. You gotta live up to that, right? And make sure that you're, you're doing a good job. So. Um, but yeah, but like it's it's I I understand totally where that comes from. So this being a slow turn, like is like you said, like I, I do agree with you. There doesn't seem to be such a huge percentage shift, right? It's more people. Mm-hmm. There's more of us around in these studios, right? But yeah. it's not like huge. So what 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 is the fix, right? It, I mean, because right now there is like this other side of the coin where 
it's basically racism against whites, right? In a way where like male whites, we can't look at you as a candidate. Hey, some people say that, right? But that's well, uh, well, that's you know that's what I mean. It's like we can't. Right? We yeah, it is illegal, but it's like we're 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 specifically looking at diversifying, right? So, so when people hear that, they're basically we're specifically not looking at white males anymore. Here's, um, no, here's the thing. Yeah, here's the yeah. thing, right? I, I have heard people say this, right? right? And it's straight up illegal. You shouldn't do it, right? <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't. Um, yeah. I I kind of look at what the... And, and there's there's little evidence that this works, but but yeah. I still think it's a good idea, right? Um, the the NFL has the the Rooney the Rooney rule, which is basically if they when they hire a head coach, mm. the teams have to balance it. Yeah, one black head coach. Right? I see. And um, and of course, a lot of teams. You know, you could imagine a lot of teams just like, all right, fine, we'll just get a guy in, be not interested in him at all. Yeah, and then say we interviewed one and then hired a white guy, right? Like, like right. teams, teams definitely could do that. Um, it has not yielded a huge increase in uh, black head coaches in the NFL. There's been a, there's been a few more, but it's still a very small number. Yeah, um, something like that at at for game industry or tech jobs or whatever um, could be something that makes sense, right? Where you're like, hey, like, let's target specifically women other other background folks black asian lgbt whatever right let's target that make sure we have a, a diverse panel of candidates and if somebody comes in there that is qualified has the abilities and has the skills we hire them right. right i also think that though teams also should make room for what if you do get diverse folks in and they're not as good as some white guy or whatever right? Mm-hmm. Hire the white guy because, because you want somebody who's skilled and qualified in that role, right? Yeah. You should also have space for the folks like, I think I see potential in this person. Right. And I think, I think I can grow this person to be where they need to be, right? right. And then leave the space and, and leave the time for that as well, right? And, and, um, and, and do it that way. If, if you can't find the, the super skilled candidate um that you need right like maybe maybe hire you know and some companies are gonna some companies are like oh we don't have no time for that or we don't have the money to invest right in that. that's what if you if you serious about this yeah then you do you 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 make time and you and you get the money to do that if you're serious if you're not well then you don't do that right does the does the end kind of justify the means in this type of situation where, you know, as a business owner or whatever, right. Mm-hmm. You know, they would basically go for the option that you just said, right? what's, what's cheaper and faster. I just need to see, feel, fill. Uh, I don't have the luxury of time on my side to kind of look for this very uh, specific initiative. Right. Yeah, it's, um, it's almost, it's almost as if, you know, there's a job in industry called like, I don't know, like, there's a job in industry where people's job is to find people to hire. Like they go out and they try to find the right person for the roles. And so like, and their whole job is just finding people. Yeah. And like, if you give them instructions, they go out and they find people. <laughs> what do you say? I, what, 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 what is, is that? Called again? I, don't I don't understand what that role's called. Right. So like, it's not like, you know, like. All, all you. Like. 
come on, come on, man. Right. So, so, yeah. So if you put the effort in, right. Um, and, and, and say, this is something we're going to do and build up the right networks. Um, it's not a problem you know, or it shouldn't be that much of a problem. Do, um, do you think it's the, the generality? Because I see, I, th- I feel like the people who resist the idea the most are the people who just hate being told what he or she cannot or cannot uh, or can do type of thing. It's right. like, you can't tell me because this is my thing, right? Why are you telling me what to do with my thing? Um, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. I think that yeah. that's the attitude mostly. And it's not only, it's not really because they're against the cause. It's just the the idea it's a very american attitude be honest of like stop telling me what i could or could not do or can and cannot do at the end of the day is this right um if you want to hire me yeah and i ask you about diversity you're like nah i don't care about that stuff yeah well well you ain't hiring me (laughs) (laughs) right you know what i mean right so um so like you know it's 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 your decision, right? Um, yeah. But but then, like, there's you just have to be willing to accept the cost of that decision. Right. Yeah, I mean, do and this is getting personal, right? It, it, it doesn't have to be present; it could be past. Have you ever felt that kind of attitude towards you for no. for feeling in like in posture? You're not obviously you're super confident and competent, right? But do you ever get that that weirdness from coworkers that you beat someone out of a job that they treat you differently because of that? Because you've been in leadership position pretty much everywhere, right? So Yeah. Well if you have I if pretty I did, much a good track yeah, record. Yeah, if I did, I didn't notice it, honestly. Okay. If it did happen, I didn't notice it. But um but I do, you know, like of course I do feel there's there are times where you're like, Man, why am I here? <laughs> am i good enough for this i don't know well, that's everyone when, yeah 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 at least for me it's when i'm like debugging something i can't figure it out i'm like really why did i choose imposter syndrome yeah it's real right um like that stuff is real for sure um but yeah like but when it comes to like how other people feel like i have really i don't really pay too much attention. like i just I, I look to to the people that do have my back and are I've had some pretty good people that have been supportive, um, yeah. supportive and, and really, and really helped me along the way for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and so like, I'm really appreciative of, of those folks more, more so than, you know, I can't, I can't think about the haters, bro. I don't know. Oh. Well, I mean, what, what's unique about you is you work both in the game industry and tech at Apple before, right? So yeah. are you saying the ratio is the same or even at those tech jobs? Is it worse, like the percentage-wise, in well, terms of? I, I think the percentage is low. Period across tech Still, and in video okay. games. In video games, it's worse. And then if you think about games, is worse than tech right now. Yeah, because yeah, it's just way way smaller industry, way more niche, way more okay. um, special knowledge that you have to know, right? Um, and then and then when you start going into the realm of like um, engineering in the video game industry like super niche like yeah. like it, it gets really really yeah. tiny at that point You're it's already small it's already small in tech but yeah. then it's really bad in in in, uh, in the video game industry right um, well what was tech doing differently that's better than games in terms of just percentage right like the per- yeah okay <laughs> so the diverse crowd tends to lean towards tech more than games well, of course. 
Well, yeah. of course, right? Because like, like then you're going to get into the whole like we're going to get into the whole subject of like um, the wealth gap, right? Yeah. And a good way of closing that wealth gap is to give people more opportunities for higher paying jobs, right? Yeah. So now, even if you're a black youth that always wanted to make video games their whole life, yeah, um, and then it comes time to feed your family, and somebody's like, "Well, okay, here you're going to get paid this, and you work seven days a week for 13 hours every day." Mm-hmm. Or you're gonna get paid double that <laughs> mm, <laughs> and work, work nine to five, work nine to five, five days a week, right? Like, and we'll pick um, you up, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll give you really nice food, and like, and we'll give you bonuses and stock options. And like, I mean, the, the choice, the choice becomes obvious if you're not really about that video game life. Like, if you're not really about, like, if you're really about, I'm doing this to better my life and to feed my family, right? The choice is obvious, right? You know what I mean? Um, the people that are in video games are in video games because they love it, like they love it, right? And they're willing to sacrifice, right, for it. Right? Yeah. So I'm hearing that you don't care about your wife and family and and putting <laughs> <laughs> more food on the table, and you took a selfish decision. I've, I've clearly, I've clearly made a lot of bad decisions. Trust me, that, right? Like, like so, I stayed in the industry and made a lot of bad decisions. Like, I took pay cuts because I want to make a great game, right? So what? Um, is, so is it? Is it that? Is it the challenging? Because I hear this a lot from engineers, especially, right? where you guys have opportunities all over the world, especially mm-hmm. in the Bay Area at these awesome companies. And you've been there and you came back to games, right? Is it that compelling? Well, I, obviously, you're saying it is. <laughs> but like, is this really? Because you've been through it all. You know how games are. We've been on this podcast. We do these roundtables. It's ridiculousness. Um, <laughs> it's like unfair uh, all the time. Right. Uh, yeah. Like, I know I come on, we come on here a lot and we talk yeah. a lot of trash about video games and a lot of trash about hiring, a lot of trash about yeah. crunch and overtime and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else, quite frankly. That's crazy. Um, and, I, <laughs> and I've, and like, I think I found the right spot where it's, it's a good mix of, of the two where it's not completely in, but it's also not completely out. And I yeah. still really care about the industry a lot. Right. You know what I mean? And also that's, I think that's also why we criticize the industry too, because we care about it. We want to see it mature into, into something that is like, make a change, like make it better. Good, good for employees and good for families and all that kind of stuff. Right. So yeah, that's how I, that's how I see it. I was at, yeah, you're right. I was at Apple doing some stuff and, and, yeah, and I just missed it, man. I just missed making video games. Yeah. It's just so simple. Well, I would say, like, you, you being in the position you are back in video games and having such a wealth of experience in tech and games, mm-hmm. I think a lot of young students and young listeners are inspired by that. And, uh, I mean, that alone is a huge, huge, huge influence, right? Especially with what you're doing at Gamehead, like them seeing you at such a high position over Unity and everything. Um, I, I think that, you know, it's one of those 10, 15 years, year things before we see it in fruition of actually happening. And I think that's the biggest thing that people just who are on the other side of the fence, they don't realize the long-term goals of this push, right? They just see these immediate, uh, uh, they just have this immediate reaction. It's like, oh, he's taking a job from 
my white guy friend over there, right? It's like, it's not about that. It's not, it's not about taking jobs. It's just a fair shot, right? It's more about just fairness and judgment at the beginning. Yeah. Right? And like, and I'm seeing like, especially with the latest, you know, the latest events of the last year or two. Yeah. Um, like the things that happened like last year, since the last March, right? Yeah. Um, I'm seeing a lot of company, like there's been a kind of a, an awakening, right? And then a lot of people kind of, a lot of companies are kind of had their head in the sand, have kind of come up and are like, Okay, I'm willing to invest some money into this and do and, and do something actually meaningful. Yeah. And so there's a lot of like you know um, black developer funds and 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 companies hiring apprenticeships or internships and specifically targeting um, underrepresented uh, community programs and so they can keep, so they can find the right pool of people instead of going to all the same tired places that they usually go yeah. um and i'm seeing some uptick with this like like in the last you know like the last year right mm-hmm. and so it will take a lot long time and especially because also because of covid even though we do game heads we've been able to reach more students because we're doing it all online right um, we're actually reaching more right so yeah like yeah maybe maybe that will have some some all of this stuff as bad as it was, we'll yeah. have some positive, positive effects. Um, but, but, you know, yeah, we won't see that anytime soon, maybe in the next few years. Right. Well, the initiatives because of COVID, is it because people were at home or all these funds and stuff? What exactly is it about last year that people are, oh, are just Black creating? Lives matter. Black Lives no, and then a lot of white folks got real guilty all of a sudden. Uh, they, they were like, oh, wait, black people getting killed? Really? I never knew this. Well, we're kind of going through our eighth thing right it's now. It's been, it's, been, it's been happening for like 20 years. Like, I didn't people, know this was happening. People are attacking our old people and women right now. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Asian. I'm we're, we're at the beginning of that, of seeing funding for, yeah. for Asian Americans. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, yeah. man. And, and and so like, folks folks are finally being awoken to that now, it seems. And, and so there's a lot of effort. There's, there's a lot of companies that are putting some efforts behind that. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's been a crazy year, man. And we're... Like, it's kind of bizarre to kind of see my peeps be beaten down. Such cowardice. And I, again, it's, I think a lot of the attacks are just conveniently attacking Asians because of the frustrations, you know, this past year and just mentally unstable people. Like, regular people aren't attacking people. It's just mentally frustrated, mentally, you know, um, yeah disturbed people are doing this but it's enough to kind of like hey hold on man this is this is becoming an issue right <laughs> this is an issue and it's always some it's always some old asian folks that they're 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 fighting they're not fighting like young or at least i haven't seen i haven't seen the i haven't seen some young folks getting getting fought. no it's, it's like, always old like, people why, why women so, it's it's easy yeah, targets you, basically yeah, well yeah, like yeah. if you want to go and hurt someone right now Asian people are like <laughs> prime, prime. I would see, see somebody. Stuff. I, would yeah. just, I would just see somebody try something with you wearing wearing your little right best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for. It. I even joked yeah, with my friend that we should like right dress up like in 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 makeup and and stuff and walk around like we're <laughs> having trouble <laughs> just to incite uh, and. Uh, <laughs> 
I, I think historically, I've said this before, man, we were like, uh, you know, Asians are the model citizen and we usually never really stand or, or fight against anything, right? So we're, we are easy targets in past terms. And I think now it's kind of waking our community up of like, you know, enough is enough um, and not accepting it anymore. Uh, because it's gotten, because of the internet, because of the videos being shared and going viral, it, it's so upsetting. Um, like I, I've only been able to watch like half of stuff, like a, a, a video. Yeah, it's so tough, stuff, man. Yeah. But it, it, it is one of those things. Just to tie it back to biases, it, it is alarming to see people kind of having that, that effect of um, waiting for someone else to help, right? You see a lot of these videos about like bystanders just continue bystanding, right? They don't really mm. jump in. And a lot of that is the media. A lot of it is like shock seeing it happening in real life after being exposed to it to, to, to TV and games all the time, right? Uh, it's still very alarming to see, wow, is this... Is this how I would react if I see something happening? Right? It's it's. Mm. I, I think a lot of people would would at first say confidently that yeah, no, I would help, but it's hard to kind of imagine you reacting any differently seeing these reactions. Yeah, most most people most people most never. people won't help. Yeah, it, it's, no, and especially like in some situations, like like you helping could just end up getting yourself like killed. Yeah, right. You know what I mean. And so like, you don't know what to, what to expect. Right. Yeah. And like, what do you, what do you really, like, what are you really going to do? Like, you want yeah. to, you want to make a citizen's arrest and, and sit on the person until the cops show up? Like, like, nah, man. Uh, like really. There's certain areas to hit yeah. to disable the person. All right. I can show you later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. But, but, um, but, but I, ideally like, you know, you know, I, I ain't trying to be fighting no dude with a knife or a gun or whatever, right? If he had one, right? Oh, am I going to find you? What are you saying, Ray? Am I going to find you in a video just standing there <laughs> when my people are being beat up? Is that what you're saying to me? You, you probably would see that. Yeah, like I, I can't say that. Like maybe I would react differently in the moment and assess if I should do something, right? But like I can't say here, sit here and say with a straight face that I would be like, oh yeah, man, I would, I would jump in there and like, be boxing this dude up like no nah, man like i can't i can't say that would be me <laughs> grab something and throw it at him yeah. you know you're pretty it's safe while, how's your throwing it's arm while. dude it's been a while since i've been in a fight like a long long while so uh, yeah your last promotion <laughs> <laughs> well like this is kind of say to that like there is like a mob mentality thing like when when people are individualized asked to do something they rarely do it until a group movement happens so this kind of tied back to sure. what we're saying with the yeah. diversity push it really does take a whole group, like a whole company to be behind an idea for real changes to happen. And I think what you're saying is the reason why the push have been slow is just, it sounds good as PR, but there isn't like a lot of follow-up uh, uh, to make it so. And, and, uh, and you also have to address the entire thing, right? You have problem. to address the entire yeah. pipeline. Um, like, you know, job descriptions, how you're hiring, how you're recruiting, um, what is the, how, what does the interview panel look like? And then when people are hired, 
what are you doing to make sure that they stay? You're right. To make them feel supported and and, and uh, it's not pretty have deep. a hustle that I have a hostile working environment and have flexible policies for people with families and like I mean it goes on and on, right? So you, you you have to make sure you do all those all those right things. What are you doing for apprentices? What are you doing for mentorships? What are you doing for your community? Yeah. Right? Like, it's a lot, man. Like I'm starting to hear the business owner guy saying like, wait, why, why am I going through all this? Can I just find someone quick? <laughs> all the lists. You're deterring. I was on your side and now you're deterring me. from. from but it's true. Like if I do feel, I usually am comfortable with people in interviews, right? If I were interviewing for a job, but I am instantly comfortable when I see like an Asian across in a similar position and he's interviewing me and it's just like, oh, all right, cool. Now we're good. Right. I do have that feeling. And uh, it is like that to make someone feel welcome at the very beginning. Uh, it's super intimidating. Can I walk in a room being basically judged the whole time? Right. And um, and just seeing no one looking like you. <laughs> like, I I do feel you probably have that position more than I have in my career. Right. Well, not more, yeah. not more than like. That's every situation. Every situation has been like that. every right, and 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 so like at that point when it's every situation, you know you're going into it like that. Like you know, like I don't even expect that. Yeah, it's it's uh, right, and so then when you when you if you do see it, you're like, oh, that's that's a surprise, unicorn, yeah. right? But but you you're going in there completely not expecting that, right? You're about okay, let's get let's get this job. Okay, yeah, I just need to get a job and make a cool game, right? Yeah, um, you're not even thinking about well, if there's nobody else here like me, then like, I'm going to be unhappy. No, like that's been, that's been my entire career for the most part. Right. So that's why I feel for women, especially (laughs) because most of the places I work, man, not a lot of women. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's super intimidating. There is like male ego energy <laughs> right it's like a frat party pretty much in a lot of well, these companies video, right there's video game ego that's really more what it is like just yeah. dudes in the industry yeah so it must be odd to walk in a room full of dudes right and just be judged although like when i worked at ubi there was a lot of really strong powerful women working yeah. at ubisoft and which which is kind of well, really that's, that took, which is really interesting given all of the latest drama surrounding Ubisoft, right? But like, there was a lot of like really, you know, solid women engineers and, and like tech directors. But it started from the top up because of Jade being like the executive, right? So that probably played an influence. Yeah, but even before Jade became executive, there was there was a lot of women. Okay, there. it's always been a thing then. Yeah, yeah. Is it a more Canadian thing then, or then is it United States ish, or what? What we? Oh, no idea, what, what no idea. But but still, but still at Ubisoft though, past a certain level, it was still only dudes, of course, right? Yeah. But this seemed like there was more. It was definitely the, the company makes. I worked at with the, with the most with the most women for sure. Well, I will say when you know I used to kind of visit you guys at Unity every 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 week at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unity has super diverse crowd. It feels like more so than other game companies. I mean, you guys are engine company, but like a lot more yeah. than I am used to. Well, 
yeah, I'll point out, yeah, Unity is a tech company, right? Yeah. And so, like, at tech companies, there's people at other departments and doing other things. There's a lot of people that have nothing to do with games, or they're doing, uh, do marketing, doing sales, doing, I see, um, engineering mix. support, right? Like, so, so, so it's way more mixed. It's, it's kind of the demographics are more representative of like a tech company, right? I see. And then when you look at those numbers, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of women, right? But it's still, it's still, you know, 50%. Yeah, it ain't. Yeah, right, you know what I mean. And, I will um, say the same and, with, and, and of course, and of course, there's more women than like Joe Blow video game company, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I will say the same right. about uh, because I was a podcast fan while you're while I was up there, right? And it was, yeah, again, not a regular game company. It was a mobile company, uh, with its its own separate thing, and it was super diverse. The most diverse company I ever worked at, to be honest, where it was like it felt like every Maybe not every fourth table, but every fifth table or something was a woman, uh, or, or or just diverse. Yeah, but also I will point out, and this is one of my pet peeves, is just because you have a smattering of women does not make your company diverse. Oh, right, uh, right. right. The, you know, like it's it's you know you have to address all of the the colors, all of the different as all of the different aspects. I'll say the aspects. <laughs> of that right and there's also multiple intersections and cross sections right yeah um, of all the women you have people are like hey man there's a lot of women at this company right how many of there are black women <laughs> right and, and your answer changes drastically right yeah. you know what i mean um and and so then it's like oh like are we really diverse then so uh, white women? Uh, right? well so, well i would say this right yeah it's not crazy but a lot of it, again, tracing back to when I went back to school, the ratio was around the same as in going to these workplaces, right? So, some might argue, I think we know the answer. The exposure in, in certain groups ha- haven't been there for game development because I barely knew it was a thing when I was going through school as, yeah. as being a career path, right? So, these communities are starting to broaden up like what you're doing at Game Heads and and, and stuff to kind of broaden the possibility of being a game developer and then naturally mm-hmm. in these classrooms are getting filled up and then naturally studios are going to get filled up. Right. So yeah. is it one of those things where women are not quite there that is representing 50% in the classroom because, you know, these schools take anybody, right. There's no, <laughs> there's no biases there. They'll just, yeah, money. I'll take you. Right. So I think one of those things is like, have there been a study in, in these classrooms versus studio? Is it re, is it reflective of that? Um, because I, I don't think most schools are fifty percent women just yet, right? Or, yeah, or this, diverse in that way? Yeah, I had this discussion with somebody else, like a friend of mine, and yeah. like I don't know the exact numbers for women, but I know for like say black computer science graduates, the percentage that graduate versus the the percentage I end up with in the tech industry, in the jobs, like, yeah, like in the tech industry jobs, it drops, right? Cool. So By how much? Is, like a huge, drastic well, job. Yeah, it drops enough where like the tech industry noticeable three percent, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 the number of, the percentage of graduates is higher, right? At least that, that's right. That See that the, those yeah. studies I wish would be more yeah. discussed and available because that is the clear indication. Of, now, now of what's yeah, 
now that percentage is still pretty low, yeah. right? It's not like it's not like 100% representative of, of the population at large. Yeah. Um, but but there is a drop right now. Is the drop not prepared for the job? Like don't have the the right didn't get the right. Um, yeah. Like the school failed you. Right. Or bias in the interview process. Right. Or you just decided to do something else. Right. Like there's just other there's factors that can go into that. Right. There is. But there is a drop. Right. I would then and, say, being the artist telling the programmer, I would say just compare that percentage drop to the counterpart, right? The white uh, student. Right. right. Is it the same? Right. And then if it's right. the same, then then that's standard. Yeah. But and it's and it's probably not. But then also there's 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 at least in the US, right? There's also a disparity between access to education. Right. So even if you did have education, then there's there's disparity between quality of education. Right. 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 And so like all these things you gotta you gotta play into. But I uh, I think that yeah, I mean I wish um maybe at some point we'll 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 add on to the discussion. But that that part of the study is so important where I don't hear too much about that, even in these tech industry and Marvel and all this stuff. I wish they would just talk about that more because I think that's such it's more quantitative to what's going on than speculative right what yeah. because a lot of it we're hearing like the last part of the conversation maybe the study was there but we're hearing the last part of the conversation and it's it's hard to convince people of that uh without showing like hey it's very simple look at these Asian actors graduating from this acting school <laughs> And look at how they're not being placed in these acting jobs, right? Or yeah. in our case, you know, game developers, students who are wanting to be game developers and just seeing the percentage. Like, that is a great entry point to this discussion. Nobody, I wish nobody be wants, more yeah. nobody wants to, to see the admit truth. <laughs> that they have bias, right? They'd much rather say, oh, there's just not enough. There's just not enough people. Right. There's not it's enough, just easier. There's just, there's just not enough candidates. And so we have to fix that problem. Right. But nobody really wants to say, oh, maybe there's some biases and, and, and trapdoors in the process that also kind of whittles out people. Right. Maybe yeah. it's our, our company culture. Or like, and so then when diverse folks look at us, they're like, nah, I'm good. And then they go somewhere else or, or totally don't want any parts of the industry at all because they look at it like no there's that does not represent me it doesn't fit yeah you know yeah. like I, I don't fit into there it's not my vibe you know what i mean um but there's a lot of things like that that you know you have to also consider right well uh that is true man i think um have you seen i guess my last question have you seen things at a workplace uh that you're like mm, no no thanks <laughs> like, all, right, all right like i i am i am a nerd like yeah. let's just be real like i think i think we could clearly say that i am a nerd right of course you're not fooling um, anyone no i went to the university of waterloo which is a mathematics and engineering school that's what it's known for Geek. um and, and you know engineering um yeah. And so there's a lot of nerds that go to that school, right? Yeah. Like a lot, a lot. Yeah. And and like I just I still remember them playing like Magic the Gathering in in, in one of the rooms. And I was just like, nope, this is just too nerdy. Like this <laughs> is too nerdy. Right. And, and I thought you were gonna say the opposite. Oh wow. All right. <laughs> no, no, right. Like so so like there were definitely times where I was just like, 
I was like, yeah, this is not my vibe, you know. But you love those turn-based, nerdy, other digital games. Turn-based, yeah. nerdy stuff, and, and probably I would get into magic if I had the right group of people to introduce me into it. That if you saw the same color, yeah, that weren't so <laughs> dialed up, dialed up to like a hundred. Uh, you know I mean? there is a certain. All right, um, I I'm starting to see what you mean now. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're not if you're not comfortable in the environment, right? Like some some things just immediately make you go. Nah, I don't know. There are definitely things where culturally, if I were to get into something like i i would look back at my culture of friends who are not into the same thing i was like would i be de- rejected from my group if i start playing magic again <laughs> i feel like with the black community you guys have to really in be attentive no, in, you know, no no and there's black nerds and there's nerds that play magic there's black nerds that play magic and i'm sure you have feelings about and them they, <laughs> and they play yeah and i know like, and they love anime play. yes and, yes and i mean and i think if i had that group of people around me earlier on you would pick it up yeah i would have i would have picked it up more right but like it was it was just asking too much of me right to 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 get into it with that group that i it's very true what you're saying yeah it's it's like it almost feels like a chicken in the egg thing where something needs to happen but where there needs to be a group ready to kind of make it grow but right now it's like yeah getting to that step is so difficult. Um, and it, and it goes, but it goes back to what you said, right? That's why I do the game and stuff, right? It's because so the kids see, yeah. oh, there's people like me in this industry. Right, right, right. And, and so I, I have a chance at it too, right? It is, yeah. it, it is welcoming to me. It is something that I can actually pursue. Let me try, right? Nice. Yeah, um, that's true. At, at least uh, that's part of like why I, I do the game head stuff for sure. Yeah, it's definitely important for sure. Yeah, I see it. But uh, yeah, man, I want to thank you. We're hitting at the top of the hour. Um, it's a major issue. It seems to change every couple of years in terms of like different perspective, right? It's the same thing, right? There's not enough people <laughs> of different colors and sorts in, in a workplace. But I feel like because of uh, latest events and stuff, it's always kind of great to kind of revisit of, of what that influence is. We're talking about how COVID and forced remote working is kind of changing a little things. And then um, the increase of what you're seeing at game heads and, and just the availability of game education is, is kind of making a push. Um, you did kind of surprise me where I, I did think that I, I thought online would remove barriers, but you're saying it actually puts more up because of the less yeah. physical presence. Are, are you seeing that too? Like, I know you, you, you super last question. I, I, I know you, you, you're doing a lot of zoom interviews and naturally you're just kind of more open arms with people, but mm. are, are you lacking connection? Uh, more yeah. so than, okay. I, I think zoom interviews are just harder, harder to do like yeah. in general. So it's harder. It's hard to assess people's skills. It's harder to, to really be comfortable the body the body language and the, yeah. the subtle things that get lost in the video um get comfortable with somebody i think i think it's just harder for for sure do you foresee a lot of regrets when people are going back to the office and meeting these people and sitting <laughs> yeah. next oh, to them man. it's like oh wow oh, awesome bo <laughs> i couldn't smell that through zoom bo is a real thing man like that uh, sitting next to someone is that sounds oh first of all that sounds like video game industry probably. <laughs> that's us <laughs> certain 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 people have like 
non-compromising BO <laughs> where others are, you know, tolerable, right? But it is a thing where it's it is so important. If you are going to sit next to someone, you're basically sitting next to someone for the remainder of your time there. And that's the person that you are forced to be friends with in a way. Um, and, and I guess naturally that kind of lends to the conversation of why people prefer to hire their friends or people like them because they want to be tolerable. They want to just go to work and be okay and comfortable and not have to be so careful. It's also super super easy, right? Because you worked with the person. You don't have to assess their skills. Exactly. You know what they could do. You just hire them because you know what they can do. I'm the exact same way. I hate meeting new people. (laughs) It's like, oh, you know, I'm getting too old, but I got a fake smile. I got (laughs) to act interested. You know, we got our shots, right? And I'm I'm learning how to talk to people again. It's like, all right, stare at the eyes, look away, don't stare too long. All right, look back again. (laughs) Like all these things are, I'm relearning how to have a conversation, even though we're podcasts forever, right? I just am learning it again because I'm in the presence of people. And reminding myself is like, oh, I think he made a joke. I, I should laugh <laughs> to make him feel comfortable. And uh, I, 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 I'm another prophecy coming here. A lot of regrets are going to be happening when people are finally meeting people for the first time after hiring him, and just getting, <laughs> getting, getting used to the quirks of people again. Uh, it's going to be a disaster, dude. I think so. <laughs> So that's a lot of Zoom hires, man. I'll, we'll talk at the roundtable about last year and the, the uptick of hires. It's a lot. Let's say like 20, 30% hires. And it's like huge amount of hires over the last year. And suddenly throwing them back in the office is uh, it's going to be interesting. It, it's going to be something have, to look toward. Yeah. Office probably don't have space. So it's <laughs> true. Part of the problem. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I saw Google trying to reconfigure their. They're they're getting rid of all their open space. Did you hear all that stuff? I didn't I didn't hear that. No. Yeah. So the big article came out and they're kind of forcing everybody back in. And the most problem the biggest problem about that is that they can't obviously have everyone in. They have to space it out. So there's only a certain percentage. So all the dead space, you know, all the fun things that make a tech company fun. <laughs> they're basically getting rid of all that to make space of more desk and, nice. and getting rid of the uh the open floor. Uh, philosophy that's made you know Silicon Valley so special. They're <laughs> they're like reversing all that now. It's just kind of funny to kind of see how they react to that. What way you say made them so special? But anyway, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, open space philosophy was the big thing. Here's the weird thing, right? And I know it's super late, and I keep kind of because you're so fun to talk to. This the strategy of going back to work. It's gonna feel awkward basically i think uh now that everyone is getting back in the office and there's this huge exodus that's happening in the bay area right um just this general feeling of this is too expensive (laughs) my place is too small and uh a lot of people i know you have friends i have friends have left and uh and thought they could keep doing remote and now they're being asked back so yeah. how much of the fallout, how many people are we losing from that? 
um, forget yeah, I'm, diversity, I'm, just general people. Right? Yeah, I think that's a good question. Like, I don't know if it's going to be a huge amount, but I think there is going to be some percentage of folks that are like, I ain't coming back. Yeah. Right. And like, like, right. And either the company's going to have to fire them or, or let them work remote. Right. Or they'll just yeah. find a company that lets them work remote. And there's plenty of those these days. So, um, so I can imagine there'd be some non-trivial percentage of folks that that happened to. Um, I, one thing about the barrier, you say people leaving the barrier. I'm also seeing people um, moving in. Numbers, the numbers are showing not just that um, moving to the parts of the Bay area that are not San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so people, the cheaper places. Yeah, people in San Francisco going by. I'm in my house all day long. Maybe just at least get a house with a yard. You know what I mean, right? And so they go or get a bigger house so that I can so that I can work from home in a more spacious environment. And so they're like moving to East Bay, driving up East Bay prices and 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 things like that, right? So we're seeing there's some movement like out of state, but there's also some movement just like inside of the Bay area too, like into, so that people can better work from home. You know? Right. So my super last question, right? Yeah. Now that people are, so this, there's the cause and effect of this, right? Like mm-hmm. people who are left, not coming back to California because California was kind of crazy this past year. Right. And then, um, permanently remote and not coming back to the office. People who are, who are still here don't want to stay in these mega cities anymore and preferred to live outside in cheaper areas. It also feels that this, like you said, is going to hurt the diversity push, right? Where, 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 where the biggest factor is coming into an office and seeing people like you, right? Mm, oh, yeah. S- seems yeah. to be disappearing uh, because no one wants to be in the office and in these expensive areas. And so you're going to see less and less of us. Yeah. Right? Well, that's that's definitely true. Yeah, even in my current job, I'm I'm, I'm seeing some folks, and I'm like, oh man, I didn't know you were here. Because, <laughs> yeah, because they work remotely, right? So yeah, yeah, I could, I could totally see that, that being. Uh, so that's gonna hurt it, right? This well, this like, push, like the social connections that can happen when you're in the office. There's gonna be less less of those for sure. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna take five steps back then. Cool, man. <laughs> good, good talk. But yeah, you just made me realize that um, it's going to be a long road. I don't know what, what it's going to take to kind of reverse this, but we're not going to figure it out in this pod uh, episode. Uh, before I kind of let you go, uh, why don't you go share to the good people out there where they could find you on Twitter and, and all that if they want to make a connection? Yeah, on Twitter, it's uh, W-A-D-A-R-A-S-S, Waterass on Twitter. And uh, LinkedIn, it's just my name, Ray Graham. All right. As always, you can find the, the, the information on the link description below in this episode, as well as, you know, the blog article dedicated to this episode. Uh, I want to thank you, Ray. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I'm glad you're out and about. COVID-free. Got your shot. Um... I'll probably be in the Bay Area this summer, bro. So. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I'll be there. He's getting right. married. So I got to be there. But uh, that's right. Good night, man. And have a good one.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you are liking the podcast, go to the Apple iTunes store and give Game Dev Unchained a five-star rating. This will help spread the joy and love and exposure for the podcast, and we thank you very much. If you want to continue the conversation, go to our Discord, which can be found on our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at BlueChamps, B-L-U-C-H-A-M-P-S. You want to catch these episodes live every Tuesdays and Thursdays, go to twitch.tv forward slash blue underscore champs. Email me any of your concerns or questions that you want me to read aloud at the beginning of each episode at info at gamedevunchained.com. And if you want to further support us and help unlock the next feature, which is the voicemail feature, go to patreon.com forward slash blue champs this gives listeners a chance to kind of call in leave a message for both me and the guests to answer your deepest darkest questions and comment on your deepest darkest secrets thank you everybody